Hi, this is Zor, and you're listening to the Cashers Corner Podcast. Zor, Reverend Slippery, and uh, this is November, November 26th, Six. yes, yeah, Santa Claus Parade tonight, so, um, back again another month for another uh, podcast, no special guests this month, we tried to get a couple of people there, but uh, no luck, people are just way too busy this time of year, so. Well, the parade cut into a few people, and yeah, maybe the poker game tonight, <laughs> like they're all practicing, to, or they're at the ATM collecting my money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you're planning to win tonight, are you? Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. Um, so in regular news and stories, the uh, the first thing to uh, kind of talk about just briefly is, uh, and actually, Ken, you had mentioned this on, on Cash Up New Brunswick, the fact that Groundspeak pulled the plug on the feedback site. Yeah, I was tempted to uh, save that just for the podcast, but I put a post up anyway just to keep keep the site rolling. Yeah. There's stuff there people talk about. But I read through it a few times, and I commented, and I voted a few times. Um it's typical ground speak to me. Yeah, they. Uh, I had I had complained about the iPhone app, the fact that the field notes weren't working, and it took it seemed to take for <coughs> excuse me forever for it to get fixed, and then finally it did, and I've been using it since. But still, it's it's kind of unfortunate that it they pulled the plug. I don't think that they're going to get the same kind of feedback as they through the forums anyway that they would through the feedback. They said they had over five thousand topics in there. Wow. Even even that is a lot for anyone to handle. Yes, they're absolutely. not that big of a company. There's only a dozen of them that actually work there, I believe. Not wow. not too many that are actually paid and and, and yeah, they have a lot of volunteers. Yeah, uh-huh. but five thousand is a lot, and a lot of it was probably junk. Well, you know, every every person bitches and complains about something, and and you know they they want to have their opinion heard, so they use a site like that, and that, you know, quite frankly, that's I guess that's that's the way it is, but still it. The forums there tend to be very volatile. People tend to really chew you out, so I, I don't know how well that's going to work going back to that. Yeah, the same people in the forums are always arguing back and forth. <laughs> so you just have to recognize certain names. Yes, yes, this is true. But uh, Heavy Metals mentioned that it, if it's anything like YouTube, then he wouldn't <laughs> want to go there. And I said, well, it's very similar to YouTube, just not as vulgar. Yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> true, it's true. Um... Yeah, so so no more feedback on uh, on Groundspeak's uh, official forum site. So hopefully they're still listening, though. Yes, I hope so. I mean, they can listen to us and then ignore what we ask for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just saw this the other day, and I, I'm not. I don't listen to it very often, but I since you know I was on it and we did uh, Cash in the Round Table with Daryl, uh, Cash Maniacs, which is a big podcast down in the U.S. I believe they are done in December. Yeah, they are stopping the podcast. I didn't catch the reasons why. I just I have Daryl on my Twitter, yep. and he said, uh, gathering notes or messages for the last round of Cash of Maniacs. I'm like, what? So I clicked on the link, and it said, yeah, we're, we're taking calls and voicemails for people that want to talk about you know, their experience with Cash of Maniacs. 
since this will be our last one, I'm like, oh, wow. But they have hundreds of podcasts, are they not? They do one every week. Yeah, so like, they must be running out of things to talk about. Well, he, as far as I know with that one, it's they have the same set of questions, and it's always one interview with another cashier, so they yeah. always just talk to one person, so... I don't know if it's a time thing or if it's just, you know, they, they, they ran out of things to do, ran out of people to talk to or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, I, I, as far as I know, that one's been going for quite a while. So it's, it's you know, kind of uh, kind of sad to see another podcast fight the dust. So I, I've never listened. I think I'm, I have listened to them, yes. I think when Jim was on a couple of times, I've yeah. listened and uh, stuff like that. I just remember they had the cartoony kind of song to, to lead in. Okay. And then I've listened to GC Podcast a couple of okay, times. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I found that theirs were kind of bland, and the two hosts only had four or five hundred fines each. Oh, yeah. I think they were a little bit too green. Oh, so okay. I just sort of stopped listening to it. Not saying we're experts, but, <laughs> you know, they were going into areas maybe that they didn't have a whole lot of experience. Okay. So I, I just found it kind of bland and boring, so I stopped. I, I, I don't li- even listen to ours. <laughs> I've listened to uh, Podcasters, the guy from somewhere out west. Yeah. He's quite a popular podcaster, uh, podcaster, I guess you could say. Podcaster's a popular podcaster. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't too bad. Some of the topics weren't yeah. you know, my personal favorite one, the one I listened to. And it was very uh, it was very much more like typical radio because he had commercials here and there. But I think he's too does a weekly one. or I think okay. it's a weekly one, maybe a monthly. I don't know. And they have a huge audience. It's a very, very large one. There used to be video. Uh, Eisenrod used to do videos. Oh, yeah? I don't know if he's still around or not. I've watched some of his videos. And, they, and he was he was out west somewhere. So oh, yeah? Canadian, yeah. Hmm. And so. uh, I enjoyed them a little bit. But Yeah, so uh, anyway, that's, you know, just another little uh, tidbit for those that are uh, curious. Um, other news that's particular to New Brunswick is the official Come Out and Play contest for 2011-2012 is in full swing. And it is it is it is on. <laughs> it is yeah, really the going events well. were all well attended. Oh, big time! Yeah, all four, four, five. five. There all were five, five events, were well. and it was nice to see one up in Bathurst and Gwen and Terry were up there. Yeah, for that one, which yeah. was Bathurst, Moncton, Fredericton, St. John, and St. Stephen. And that's the reason they're having uh, they're allowing uh, main cashers. Yes, in because there was St. Stephen has cashers from Maine come over all the time. Yeah, so big attendance. The one in Moncton. I mean, well, that we'll we can talk about uh, yeah. events anyway. But yeah, the. Uh, we, had, we ran out of room. <laughs> Definitely ran out of room. Had nowhere to put anybody, you know. I was concerned that we weren't going to have enough to fill the 20 people required to have the buffet, and we ended up spilling out into the rest of the restaurant. Well, I guess that explains what you're going to say next about the event. Which is? 81 people signed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and well over 100 claims already. Yeah. I yeah. think claims are coming in fast because it's easy right now. Yeah. The snow isn't down. You can get some quick, easy ones. Yeah. But I know... Uh, up in Fredericton, they're going gangbusters up there. Oh yeah, Fredericton's really, really keen on the on the contest. They really went quite headstrong last year, and I've had some. Uh, I get copies of the registrations that come yeah. in, so I'm seeing like one after other, and it always has the location where they're from, yeah. and so I'm seeing I'm still seeing a lot of Fredericton, but it's we're still seeing a lot from the whole province. Yeah. And I think I think there's a big, uh, a big rush on it, with the fact that I think the events helped. I think the yeah. fact that it was really province-wide, you know, we, yeah. Gwen was very, very meticulous in trying to make sure that this was province-wide, and I think doing the events was definitely a way to, uh, to really help that, and I think it's, uh, it's, I think it's great. I, I submitted one claim, and that was for Series Lee, because I did the Dobson, that trek on the Dobson with a group, Yes. and uh, we were allowed to use that as a, as a claim, so we were going to do the uh, Bring a Muggle, because Evil Sea... 
Yeah. But if you've seen On Cash of New Brunswick, anybody that's curious who Evil C is, Evil C is a longtime friend. I've known him since high school. Uh, funny story about we met. We'll have to tell you about that one later. But <coughs> great guy, nice guy. Uh, not really into geocaching. He's a hiker, you know, so he's not he's not into caching, but he. He wanted. He's big code monkey. He's a big. That's what he does for a living. Is programming. Yeah. So he's been helping out doing some uh, some things with the uh, Cache of New Brunswick, and yourself. he's helping me with the Dubs Trail, Trail website as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, if you see that name, that's who he is. Anyway, he. Uh, we were going to do the uh, Bring a Muggle because yeah. you know we could. Do, everybody could have claimed that task because we would have. Chris and Angela, his yeah. wife, came with us. Uh, but one, we never got a we never got a, a picture of him taking out a cache, despite the fact Angela, his wife, yeah. found one of them. Yeah. She's standing on the trail. She's like, I can see it. It's there in the tree. <laughs> yeah. So, it's uh, didn't get that particular claim, but I'm I'm sure we'll. Uh, but if you see his name on the shout box, say hello and say thanks for uh, the help he's given us. Yeah, he, he he's the one that uh, was able to code it, so you can you type in a a GC number on the. Shoutbox now, it auto-links to the cache listing. That's, which that's awesome. I really like that. It was an idea that I had had, and I just I didn't understand the coding behind it, and Chris did it in like uh, less than an hour or so to get that done. Um, and hyperlinks work now. You can just click the link instead yeah. of having to copy and paste. <coughs> and he updated the, uh, the ticker to include the, the GC hot linking, and just to make it run a little bit faster. And, and ticker's now a widget. Yes. And it's a... Uh, it's... Uh, oh, and it supports... If you have an iOS device with iOS 5, in iOS 5 it allows you to, when you take a picture with the camera, there's a button, like where you could say email or yeah. whatever, there's a, now in iOS it has tweet. So when you hit tweet, it automatically posts it to Twitter, but it doesn't use YFrog or TwitPic, it uses Twitter's own image service. Okay, yeah. And those images were not coming up with thumbnails on, a, on the ticker, because I was doing a few, and Chris made a change to... To allow that to happen, so a big thanks, a big uh, shout out to uh, Evil C for uh, help there. So, last piece in news. Uh, well, not the last piece. Oh yes, last piece I have on our on my sheet here, but Ken gets some more. <laughs> Sorry. Um, who was it that posted the? Uh, well, that that came out a while ago. Yeah, the original story. Yeah, and someone posted it. The uh, fact Denny Lad. Pardon me. Denny Lad. Denny, yes, <clears throat> posted the fact that. Uh, there was a, a gentleman who, he shot a couple of geocachers. Two guys? Did he shoot it was a father and son, I believe, and he, the son got shot in his leg. His yeah, the, leg. it was not, was not a fatal injury or anything, no. but he got, they got, they sentenced the guy for, to seven years um, for shooting a geocacher, so that's kind of uh, breaking news. A lot of people have been talking about that. There's a little bit of comments going on in the... Uh, on the website right now, and I have sort of geocaching yeah. safety as a topic for us to talk about in a little bit there. But yeah, I have something else <coughs> that just came up recently in Fredericton. Yes, I have that in safety. my notes. So, yeah, so that's if you're interested, you know, that's that's another thing. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting situation down there. And Z Martello mentioned, you know, the, the, the cachers and, and geocaching as a whole have to be at fault sometimes too, as well. Where you place caches and where you go. Yeah. Be careful. If you know it's private property and you go on it, you're taking some responsibility for that. Yeah, you have to be careful. Not not giving the guy permission to shoot somebody, but it's one of those things that you have to watch out for yourself as well, and it was a good point. Yeah. Let's stoke the fire. It's not warm enough in here anymore. I have to keep it going for the rest of the day, you know. Oh, okay. Um... But yeah, you know, there's always two sides to every story. It's a it's a sad story, but yeah, so it's, it's a fact of life. Yeah, it's it's something to be uh, to be aware of. Recent events and caches. 
We already kind of talked about the, the come out and play events. Yeah, they were great. They were really, really well. I guess the Fredericton one was huge. Yeah. Um, and as far as other events, there was another event in Fredericton. There hasn't been much in the way of non-come-out-and-play events. Um, <coughs> Fredericton had their their Snapshots event, which I guess went over really, really well. So um, There's another event that... Oh, you're talking about upcoming events later. Yeah, okay. We'll talk yes. about that because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So uh, And you, uh, you had uh, a couple of other uh, items you wanted to talk about in the news department. Yeah. Um, one local one, number one scout has moved. Yes, he's moved to uh, Grand Falls, New Brunswick, which isn't far enough away. But I'm wondering what's going to happen to his caches, of course. Uh, okay. Now that he's even further away, maintenance was now going to be a major issue. Yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming uh, we'll start to see his caches get archived. Well, yeah. I, I got he an couldn't email. maintain them when he lived here, so I, I got an email today saying the one on his right. on his front porch had been archived. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense, because he packed up and moved. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been talking about moving for a few years now, and I guess oh, he, he? Finally, finally moved, and he had mentioned that a few times. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing that most of his caches in this area are slowly going to... Uh, Disappear? ...continue dying off. Well, the ones some of... <laughs> a few have disappeared already, I'm sure. Yeah, um, it's true. But uh, no fault of his own, I guess. He had a lot out there, and he's kind of moved away from it. So uh, he had some great caches, he really did. Yeah, yeah, so there were some some really nice spots, so... I pick on him a little bit <coughs> sometimes for his maintenance issues, but that's okay. So if you happen to see a uh, a number one scout cache out there that you happen to go for... And it's, and yeah, and it needs to be taken out. Yeah, if, if it's if, if it's bad, well, a lot of them are bad, I don't know. There's some that yeah, are still so good. If, if it's a great cache and a good spot in good shape, by all means, leave it. But if it's if it needs work, it's just as well take it out so it's not trash. Yeah, yeah, just uh, remove it, because we know that he's not going to be around, so... If it's in bad shape, pull the Unless plug. he comes out and says otherwise, yeah. he's going to start doing maintenance again, I, I wouldn't. I so. wouldn't so. You, uh, you mentioned... Uh, Another thing here. Uh, yeah, go uh, ahead, please. Uh, I'm saving my uh, art for last. Oh, okay. There's a new uh, website, I don't know how new, but it's, it seems fairly new, called uh, GOPT.org. And, uh, oh, by the way, we're going to do release notes on this one, so yes, along, yes. along with the podcast, we'll have all the links to everything we talk about, so you can just click on it and see. And that's uh, your job, right? That's <laughs> my job. I'm going to take that on. So I'll let you know when I'm done. You can release the podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, shouldn't take me long. GOP.org is a website, and it's multi-languages. I think it comes up Portuguese at first. Oh, really? But you click on uh, the Union Jack flag, converts to English. Some Americans were upset didn't have an American flag. Oh. But they don't realize that they speak English, not American. Um, anyway, you can modify or create the main description part, or even the short description if you wanted to. Okay. You can click your color, your font, you can add pictures to it, you can create your page, then click convert to HTML and cut and paste it in. Oh, and it, so okay. you can make it, and you can preview it, so you, you can build it, look at it, say, this is what I want, HTML, paste in, and your listing should be up as you go. You still have to put in all the other stuff, fill in the blanks for your coordinates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just does the description part. That would be really handy for people that want to to polish up their listings but don't have HTML skills. Well, like, we're going to talk about Argus's new caches. Yeah. And, um, the two with the pictures embedded into it, and the writing and the listing is in the picture. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying you can do that, but there's a way to do something like that. Yeah, if yeah. If you want to get pictures in and, and stuff. So, yeah, GOPT.org, and uh, check it out if, if you're so inclined. I might give it a whirl one time to see what it does, because I've got some... Caches I'm going to hide for this winter thing. Yeah, that's I'm I'm was waiting for the it's contest to, to to do my hide. Well, actually, I went to I waited to do 
uh, a shot in the dark. Oh yeah. Yeah, I waited for that one. Which funny story? If anybody's seen yeah, that one, yeah, listen. So, Shot in the Dark is a uh, there's a there's a cannon in the middle of Victoria Park here in Moncton, and there was a cache on there years ago for from Delivery Man. Key holder under the seat. Yeah, key holder that was there. Now it was under yeah it was under the, under seat, the seat and then it had been moved, and he had it there for a long long time. And I remember I had found because it took me twice to get that cache I think, and he moved away because he had the it one was that, archived a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time was, ago, at least a year if not oh, yeah. more than that, and. Uh, because he moved away and he took his ballpark caches too. Because he had one at the Dodge, the Dud James Arena ballpark, and he had one, I think, in Riverview, maybe. I, I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, so I've been thinking about putting a cache out there for quite a long time. So I thought, okay, well, the contest was coming. It was a hiding contest, and I can't even remember now which one I was supposed to claim because I haven't put a claim on that hide. But anyway, um, I went out and I hit it, got the coordinates, got the listing ready, waited for the contest to to start, and then submitted it for review, and it got published. Well. People went out and they went to find it, and there was three hides recorded on it. And I'm like, oh, cool. They said they took them a while to find it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then Hillbilly Bob, he went out and he got the cache, and he sends me a message like, through geocaching.com. He says, I found the container, and he describes what he had found. Yeah. Said that when he opened it up, there was no names on the log. And I'm like, what? He says, he says, I don't know what. He says, what would you like me to do? And so I, I replied back to him and I said. I said, well, I mean, you, you obviously found my container. And yeah. so I emailed two of the other cashers that had found what I thought was my, they yeah. thought was my container. And they described a key holder. Mine is most definitely not a key holder. They said they found it on the, <clears throat> on the underside. It was actually on the bottom ring. Yeah. So, and I'm like, oh, that's not my cache. So I went out the day of the snowstorm a couple days ago. On my way home from work, I stopped at Victoria Park, went, found the key holder, threw it out. Yeah. And so... The only person who's actually found my cache at that point was Hillbilly Bob, and I, I deleted the three logs because, and I told them I said I'm going to delete your logs, but here's the link to the archive cache. And I, I know at least two of them have already. Yeah. So and I said you can you can log yeah. a find on that cache because you did you found the older container, and uh, and since then others have now yeah. found the, the the actual cache that's not a, an issue anymore. Um, yeah. So that's that's the yeah. that's the story with with the uh, the shot in the dark. That's happened before. Yeah, oh, yeah, People yeah. People have found an archive cache that was there before that nobody yeah. could find, but all of a sudden they found it again. Yeah, and I, that's Strange. one of the... I mean, I rarely ever delete logs, and mm. this was one of the few times I, I did that, but it was, you know, legitimate. They didn't find the right yeah. the right container, but they still get to keep their find because the archive cache is there. So. I, I, I don't know if I've ever... I, I may... Yes, I deleted the log one time. I'm not going to get into details. <laughs> uh, but I got some really good advice, believe it or not, from Misha, <laughs> from experience. He says... Sometimes it's just not worth deleting somebody's log. It creates more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. And, and it's true, because he ran into an issue years yeah. back. Yeah, it's and, true. And he, and he wished he wouldn't have done what he did. But anyway, yeah. uh, continuing on with news, I guess, Yes. is, uh, I guess we can call it GeoArt. We have some around here. We have Jim52, we have K57, and PEI, and I think Dragonflies has a smiley face down uh, south of Halifax. Belladan has his dog. his dog. Oh, yes, the dog. There's still no eye in that dog. Someone said they were going to put an eyeball on it. <laughs> but uh, there's been some new stuff down in the States. There was a, a, a smiley face down uh, north of Vegas, and then there was a peace sign and an yeah. alien head. Yeah. An actual alien head, you can see it without the geocaches on because of the track people have left. Google, they must have taken a new picture of it. Okay. And you can see the actual outline of the alien head from the Jeeps and stuff driving in the desert. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, or not, and I don't know if I'd say impressive. Yeah, I don't know if they're damaging anything or just making <laughs> tracks in the sand, but you can see that. But there's also two newer ones that I found which are really cool. 
One is in um, Idaho called Thunderbird, and I think I had posted yeah. somebody posted, but it's a picture of a Thunderbird aircraft. Okay. And it's all approved by uh, their uh, Department of Natural Resources type people. Okay. There's actual uh, a program um, code in it, and I think it's a QR code type thing. Another thing, you can scan it, and it brings you an electronic passport. Okay. And if you scan all four electronic passports for them, you get your name entered for a prize. Oh, that's but cool. But the actual art is is awesome. It looks like a plane. It's got uh, regulars for the outline. It's got letter boxes for the winglets and the, and the missiles. Uh, okay. It's got where I goes for the glass of the cockpit. I so saw blue. that. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. got multis for the flames. Nice. Very well done. One of the best is 200 cash series. Wow, that's a big set. Really, really. That's probably the best one I've seen when it comes to art. But there's a new one out now, which is really cool. In South Dakota, just in the, in the southeast corner near Sioux Falls in Sioux City, uh, geocaching, the word geocaching, <laughs> spelled out on streets. They're all on streets because the area is all gridded off in squares. Okay. So they could spell the G and, the, and everything's all squared off letters. Okay. And it spells geocaching. It's 188 caches. There's regulars, multis, and puzzles in it. All put out by a guy, uh, or a geocacher, it looks like one guy, Club Mud 1. And it's really cool. Uh, I'll put geocache numbers up for people. Okay, yeah, uh, the show notes? Yeah, it's uh, for the South Dakota one, the geocaching, GC3221E. And for the Thunderbird, you can look up GC36AKV. But I'll put them in the notes, and you can look them up. Or you can just go on Google Maps yeah. and look in, in South Dakota and Idaho, and you'll, you'll find them. Okay. Might take a bit of work. One's near Boise, and the other one is uh, right down the southwest, southeast Okay. of South Dakota. So, GeoArt is getting popular. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of cool. That is pretty... To uh, a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a little different. Yeah. It's nice when they're traditionals. Yes. <laughs> because then you're, you're right there. Not not to take anything away from the puzzles here, because it would be some heavy bushwhacking and, and hard to do if they weren't puzzles here. Yeah, that's true. But when you're out in the desert or on streets, GeoArt's possible. So yeah. I kind of oh. like it. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. So we're, that's all I have for news. That's all you have for news? That's all I have for news. Um, so, new caches. I just put a whole bunch of names down of some people that published caches recently. Uh, Piccadilly, I noticed, did a whole bunch. Where? Uh, no idea. <laughs> in Piccadilly? Yeah, somewhere here in New Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the name. There was a lot from Piccadilly. Uh, Team New Petruvio did a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, we want to talk about those caches later. Yes. Yeah. Um, Argus 2, who's a, who's a cacher, has been around a long, long time. Uh, he actually published a couple of new ones out in Irishtown Park. Um, They're in, Tan- in Tankville. Is that where they are? Yeah. Yeah, the Tankville area. Going, going from the Tankville school or further up in the other. Okay, area. yeah, because yeah. it's, it's not far from his Enchanted Forest one. It's, it's right in that area. Yeah, yeah. Mom and Paul have one at the far end, and then you can, or you can make yeah. it to school. Okay. Uh, of course, you couldn't list two caches without Gravies. He's still at it. Uh, Grey Beast is going to be trying to come down for the ice walk. So anyone who wants to be oh, Grey Beast, nice. come on out to the ice walk and, and tell them what, what a great job he's doing up yes. north. Yes, ice walk's in February, is it? If he moves down here, he's in trouble. There's not much room for him. Yeah, that's for but sure. But I'm sure he'll find space. <laughs> that's, yeah, February. We didn't talk about that upcoming events, did we? Have we? Oh, yeah, they're coming up. Yeah, upcoming so, events. Yeah. Uh, Saw so a name I hadn't seen before, Four Blind Mice. They have a mousetrap series. and I can't remember where those are. Oh, either. excellent. Uh, but yeah, there's like five or six caches uh, by them, so I thought yeah. that was cool. And I also saw a bunch from Morocco and Snoik, which I believe is a couple from St. John. They were at the... They were in the race. Yes, a they were in the race a couple years daughters. ago. And they yeah. came to see us at the uh, St. John yep. thing we did, yeah. so that's cool. 
so that brings us to our uh, our monthly topic. So the first uh, the first topic is kind of inspired both by the uh, the sentencing and an incident that happened very recently in Fredericton. Yeah. Uh, and it's all about geocaching safety. So things to be aware of and, and things that you do. So uh, well, we were already talking about this, this these kids or these yeah. people that got shot. And then I don't know if you want to uh, share the story about the thing that went on in Fredericton. Well, um, is it, that's Team, like, Team Nuclear Trio's got a bunch of caches out in behind Killarney Park. Yes. And uh, K57, Ken went out to find them. He found a road that he drove down, parked at the end, and went in to find them. When he come back out, there was a blue pickup there with two gentlemen. And uh, one of them came out, I believe he said, with a shovel, and actually physically threatened to slit his throat. Wow. And get off the property. Now, that's what I read on Facebook. So it, there's been quite a bit of discussion on that. That just happened yesterday, I believe. Wow, really? So uh, there was other cashers that had already gone out and parked in that spot, and were lucky they didn't run into anybody. And there was... One of them was just a female out by herself. <coughs> Could have been trouble. So wow. I'm hoping the word will get around Fredericton quickly. Yeah, I would say holy and, cow. Uh, and perhaps go in through the park. It's a longer walk. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Ken, well, the two Kens involved there uh, from Team Newfie Trio might might warrant something on his yeah. listing as a warning type thing. Yeah. Importance. But th- that's one of those things you got to be careful where you park sometimes. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the, the whole idea with this, this geocaching safety and the th- same thing with these guys, these guys that get shot. I mean, I guess it kind of depends. I, I don't tend to put a lot of... I don't tend to think about a lot of that stuff in this no. area. It's not something that ever comes up very often. Like, But, I mean, just like little things, you know, we, when, well, was it last... Yeah, last weekend, a whole bunch of us did a portion of the Dobson Trail to the end of hunting season. Yeah. And so we all made sure we had orange on, you know, even though, you know... We're in a, at a trail, and there shouldn't be guns and people shooting on the trail. But you know, you want to be more safe than sorry. Um, do you ever? What do you, you tend to think anything in regards to safety as far as when you're out caching stuff that you think about? I'm usually fairly attentive to my surroundings, and I know where I am and what I'm doing. Yeah. And if I don't feel comfortable, I've driven by many caches. I just I don't feel comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, and Nemo had one, um, his uh, no smoking one, which is no longer in existence. Yeah. That he had in behind the little strip mall. Um, the owner thought it was a great idea, but the problem was, because it was a no smoking sign, Nemo had put it near the uh, natural gas, and so it looked like it fit in near the natural natural gas. Okay, pipe. yeah. People were tinkering with the pipes and the meters and playing around, uh-huh. that, and the owner okay. was concerned that somebody might get hurt or cause yeah. damage to that. That's true. I don't know who in their right mind would go playing with natural gas pipes going into a building thinking there's a cash on it. Yeah. But people do, and unfortunately, he archived that because he just, it's one of those things, you know, you have to regulate against stupidity sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that that happens. But, you know, I pay attention to to what I'm doing, where I am. I'm not sure that everybody else does. I guess they assume if there's a cash there, it's okay. You can't always assume it's okay. Well, that's just it. Like, I mean, because some people don't necessarily pay attention to terrain ratings. I mean, because a train rating on something might be rated quite high, like a three or four, um, and oh, you know, they're they're just focused so much on the cache itself, and they don't notice the train, and then you get to a particular spot, and they're kind of like, wow, this is not, you know, what I thought at all. Like, or some people don't put train ratings; they leave them at one and one. Yeah, yeah. And I've gone in on really rugged hikes that were one and one, and I mentioned my log. Good thing I could get in there in my wheelchair. Yeah, I remember one in St. John. Actually, I was in St. John doing some caching, and 
it was, I don't know the name of the street, but it was Ken McAllister Place, and you follow this other road, which goes in behind, and there's an Irving station, and that road will take you all the way downtown. And uh, there was a cache. It looked on the map like it was just behind the Irving station. So I'm like, oh, okay, I stopped for gas. I'll get this cache. So I parked in the parking lot, and I start to follow my GPS, and I'm walking and walking, and then all of a sudden, it's like this giant, huge trench. It's like a ravine, yep. and there's like a wa like water shooting down, and it was really, really, really steep, like at least 100 feet or so down. I'm like, okay, I'm not going anywhere near that because I, yeah. you know, I wasn't prepared for it. But, some, you know, you, you have to be con conscious of, of where you are going and what you're going to do. Like, if you're going hiking, well, then, you know, you maybe wear some hiking boots to make sure you have water and... You know, just all the the things to be to be concerned about. If you plan on using your phone, make sure they're serviced. Yes, yeah, like if you're caching with your or, phone. Or if you have, uh, well, actually, it's funny because I asked the wife for uh, for Christmas a uh, Spot Connect. Yeah. Which is the the add-on you can get for your mobile device. Yeah. So it lets you do Spot using a Spot satellite receiver with your iPhone or your Android phone. Okay. And so you can send, you can like update status, or if you're hurt, you have an app, obviously. On yeah, your phone, you have an that. app, and it does uses Bluetooth to talk to the the device. So if oh. you need to, you know, I can send a message and say, "Hi, I'm I'm doing fine," and it goes to my Twitter via this Spot Connect device. Or if I'm hurt, I literally, if you slide the screen. And they send, you know, the rescue choppers and whoever comes to, to help you. Yeah, that's good for the Rogers users around here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Sorry, cable guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because let me tell you, I was, uh, I had the wife's phone last weekend, and it certainly came in handy a couple of times. So, um, but yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just looking at what you have written down here and stuff about. Uh, we we sort of made our way to the last one, groups versus alone. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love going out in groups. Yeah, I'd much prefer that. I, I love group hikes. I love going out uh, caching in groups. Um, but I mean, if I'm if I'm out all by myself, you know, I'm I'm probably going to be a little bit more conscious of not going on a ten k hike into the middle of nowhere where I can't possibly find anybody else. You know, yeah, we're not all hillbilly Bob. <laughs> Like, I mean, I've done big sections of the Dobson myself. I, I'll do a, but, a two or three K walk alone. Yeah. That type thing. I'm on an established trail. Yeah, it's, it's different if it's established. I'm a bushwhack. Yeah, like I've done about 12K, 14K on the Dobson by myself. But that's an established trail, and it was between two major roadways. So And you know where you are, and you're not far from, from other roads at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you yeah. can basically, if something happens, you can probably make it to somewhere where you can get help. Um, but it's definitely, uh, in, in a case like that, that probably be better to go as a group if you're going into an area where it's not a managed trail or it's it's a little iffy in spots, things like that. That might be a good uh, a good section to add on Cash Up NV is the safety tips, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, like, like, like collect from people and then eventually maybe turn it into an actual page. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad like idea. Do a post and get people to put in tips. Tips and tricks on and, safety. And then, or get sportsmen to write us up one. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if we can get people like him and, and people who had some experience and had run into issues and, and how they solved it and yeah. avoided yeah. it and stuff, and then maybe have a, a safety page section yeah. that people can review. Hmm. You know, good. we're always looking for new stuff on there. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's good content. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Good. We can get more than just you and I's, you know, opinion <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but the, the, the private property issue and the fact that <clears throat> you might not consider it, but I mean, obviously you have to be conscious of whether or not caches are going to go on to private property or 
whether you have to traverse private property to get to a cache, because the moment you step onto somebody's land, if they're not aware of that, the fact there's a cache near there or yeah. that people are going to be near that, you have no idea what kind of people live there, and they are entitled to protect their property. I mean, to a certain point, yeah. yeah to are. a certain point. I mean, uh, you can't I, use unreasonable force. No, but I mean, if, if you know, in the case of the gunman, he he thought, you know, he said something about him having been robbed and being concerned, and I'm not justifying what he did because I don't agree with it, but you know, this the you can kind of go down that path and see how it could get to that point. Um, mm -hmm. So if if you're crossing the path of somebody's private property, someone that's you know, no, there's a lot of uh, uh, paths like and right of ways. When you talk about private property, sometimes there's uh, paths between houses that connect streets yes. to the city, and there might be uh, right-of-ways, like, say, for the power lines up between up the back of houses, yes. or even the trail in behind uh, the Northwest Trail up where Jim has some, some caches. Okay. You're right in people's backyards, yeah, yeah. but you're not on their property. Some yeah. people are uncomfortable with that, so even then, you've got to be careful. Uh, you're not technically on someone's property, but you're going to be in their view. You're going you're gonna to attract things. A parking lot, say Sobey's parking lot, yeah. is private property, but it's also public because Sobey's is inviting you onto their property. Yeah. So you have permission to be on their property. Is it to just buy the groceries there, or you know you can't go there and just set up shop? Yeah. But there's an expectation of public coming in there and doing stuff. So I'm not too worried about caches like that, like yeah. behind a building or in their parking lot, that type of thing, in a tree in front of a business. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy about trees in front of businesses, yeah. but you know they have an expectation to see public there, and they're they're inviting you to onto their property, sort of, I guess. But uh, when it comes to houses, that's that's where I'm a little more leery. Yeah, it's funny you say that about the the Northwest Trail because when I was doing Jim's series for his name on on that trail, and it was there's caches on that trail. There is caches. I looked on the map, I can't see any. <laughs> so I'm I'm going along, and there was a woman. She was in her backyard. She yeah. was in a fenced backyard, and she was standing there. She, I don't know what she was doing, mending her yard or whatever. And there was a cache about 50 meters on the other side of the, the trail, yeah. opposite of where the house was. So I, And she spotted me, and I, w I knew she was there, and I wasn't doing anything wrong. So I went up, and I, I got the cache. I signed my name. I put the container back, and I'm walking back. And she's kind of looking at me with a little strange look. And I, I said to her, I said, I said, I bet you you're wondering what I'm doing back there. And she's like, yeah. She says, I was kind of wondering if there was something going on. So I showed her my GPS. I explained what geocaching was. I told her, you know, you might see other people doing that. And so, you know, in a case like that where I'm not on her property, exactly like you're saying, you know, we're not on their property, but we're close. And they might see something that's suspicious or they think there's something going on. And, and you have to be conscious of that. And that happened to one of uh, GeoRider's caches that was down on the back of a sign on Coverdale Road, the house across the street. The lady thought it was a drug drop. Oh, she called okay. the police. Wow. So she thought people were doing something. She was quite concerned. And the elderly tend to have nothing left, nothing better to do but <laughs> watch people, I think. So um, there's, that, there's an issue like that. Just one of my caches in the mall parking lot, two people were fiddling with it because it had dropped a little bit in the pipe. And I'm not fixing it because I think it's funny having people try to fish it back up. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. But two female police officers come over to see what they were doing. They were watching them and they finally said, our curiosity's got the best of us. What's uh, going on? They explained the cops thought it was cool and okay. They laughed and they looked at it and watched it. Yeah. The conversation. So I have yet to have a police officer come up to me and ask me what I'm doing yet. I haven't, I haven't, so maybe I'm stealthy. Maybe, I haven't had one come up to me when I've been, but I have been stopped on a random spot check coming from Shediac and had to explain that I was out geocaching that night. Because um, they wanted to know what I was doing out at night at like 12, like around midnight. Is that or really any of their business? 
<laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was it was sh- I was driving back on Shediac Road. It was when I was doing my 180 streak, and I had gone to Shediac to get a cash. No, they had a report of a, a small yellow car that just <laughs> did something. That's different. And but they they it was like a random spot check they had on Shediac Road, and they and, yeah. and it was. I said to the guy, I didn't really want to get into the conversation. Cause you, you know, if you have to try and explain some geocaching to someone, it can turn into a very long I tried it at the border one time. I'll never do it again. <laughs> and, and, and I said, I, so I told the cop, I said, I'm out for a drive. And he says, really? You're out for a drive at this time of night? And I said, okay. I said, I went to Shediac to, to do some geocaching. And then he's like, geocaching, what's that? And so I had to give him the spiel. And I didn't, I, a lot of times I have a pamphlet in the car and I can show them the pamphlet. And then his partner says, oh, there are those little guys that go out and they dig stuff up in the middle of the woods to find treasure. Then they put it back. And I'm like, I wasn't going to argue with the cop. That's not really what it is, but no. he had the right idea. And he's like, he says, okay. And he, he gave me my license back and said, you know, have fun geocaching and sent me on my way. So, There's so, not really that much they can do about well, it. Well, no, I wasn't doing anything wrong. And I was. I was just driving home. And, and it just happened to be a spot check. So. And uh, they pull over mom and pa. They know what they're doing. It says on their license plate. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> so... Uh, Anyway, so just you know, be, yeah. be conscious of, of where you are and what you're doing, and, and you know, if you're if you're going to go into a dangerous area, then make sure you're you're prepared for it. I mean, if you're going to go if you're going to go get the pole vault cash in Sackville, you're going to want to make sure you bring your right gear as opposed to just you know scaling it I'm up. I'm going to make a cache with a bunch of like hooks on it. I'm going to bring it to the zoo and throw it into the lion enclosure and get you caught in a tree, and then I'll do an offset. I'll bring it to that <laughs> point and say it's 30 meters in. See who gets it. <coughs> With a, uh, is there... If you go as a team, like if we brought Nemo and dressed him up in, a, in like a lion suit <laughs> and got him to run around the other side like a lady lion, he might attract them over there. There you go, there you go. I can't wait till he hears this one. Do they have a, uh, you know, excessive wildlife attribute icon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, so be safe when you cash yep. and, uh, you know, don't do anything Be safe stupid. when you hide, too. Yes, yeah, so he goes for hiding as well. And you got to think about the person going to find it. Just because you're a mountain goat and can climb that doesn't mean the next person is. Yeah. But that person has to ignore it as well. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing, too, is a lot of cashers, they see a cache and like, oh, I have to go get that. And not realizing, look, just because it's there doesn't mean you have to go get it. it you hey, can, I, I drive by plenty. Yeah. So. Uh, the other topic I had listed uh, for this month was kind of a, <coughs> just a quick one because it was a discussion that also got spawned on Cash in New Brunswick about... Uh, Unconventional caches, and this was inspired by Heath Tree's post about his USB cache. So for those who don't know, he had, I haven't seen the container, but he had some sort of container that had a USB stick in it. It was, it was just like a, a small bottle. Was it? Okay. Yeah, and the log was a file on the USB you stick. You had to open it up with yeah. your PC, sign the log, save the file, put it back. Yeah, so the log was electronic on the USB stick, and you know, it's kind of, it's out of the box, it's a different idea, and, yeah. but there were... There was one very to-the-point type of log on, excuse me, on the cache saying, you know, this is not a traditional, this isn't allowed. As it turns out, it is on the guidelines that you can't use USB sticks as part of your, uh, yeah, as part of your logging or part of your cache. Because that then you're you're not making it a geocache anymore, technically, in my opinion. <laughs> because there's no log. There's, there's, there's no log. You you know. Well, virtual has B- no log. BYOPC now? Earth, Earth cache has no, uh, yeah, no log. Yeah, but those are, they have additional logging requirements. Yeah, I'm just because saying. Because you cannot put a log there. But what, what I was, yes, I, I, I can agree with you in the fact that those aren't a traditional type of cache. Yeah. And that's kind of where <clears throat> I was thinking about with this topic and the fact that it was an unconventional idea. It was, it was something a little bit different as opposed to just a regular old 
log, and I think I Oh, don't fault Heath for it at all. No, 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 absolutely. Definitely a great idea. I thought it was a fantastic idea for a cache. Um, but <clears throat> the thing is, in the case of that particular one, and this was the comments we saw on the website, was the fact that, you know, it's easy enough for someone to put a virus on a USB stick the moment they plug it into their computer and poof, you know, wipes out their machine. I've seen... Um, well, someone could just go and delete the log. Yeah. Take the file completely off, and now there's no record of who, who, who found it. Yeah. Somebody could put... Could change it. Somebody could put vulgar things on yeah. it. Yeah. It's just... It's a great idea, but it, it just doesn't really... Work. Yeah. And so, I guess the kind of... The idea that I had was that some of these unconventional ideas with... Because I had one about... I think I mentioned it, too, in my post there, about the fact that there would be no log container, like it didn't have the actual uh, paper log, but it was going to be a large board with like the geocaching logo and it said log, and the, the ammo can would have markers, and you could pick the color marker you want and sign the board, and that was going to be the log. And it got denied by Groundspeak, saying you're not allowed, you have to have a physical log in the container. You can't use something like that. And I remember very vividly, because I appealed it, and it came back and they said, nope, they said, if we do, if you allow them to sign something other than the actual log, then it opens the doors to other things. And I remember very vividly, because he, whoever it was said that somebody signed a turtle once. It was, they, had a, they couldn't find a log, so they, there was a turtle by the cache, they signed the turtle, and that was their, their log. So they're very strict on the fact that for physical caches, you have to have these... A physical paper log. Does it have to be paper? Well, uh, that I, could, I wonder. Could, could you put a piece of, of wood in a cache it, that fits inside <coughs> and well, change it when it's full? I, I would think like, you like, could. And, you know, the, the, the GeoWood stock events, the log is never a sheet of paper. The, uh, yeah. uh, the, year, the first time I went, it was a surfboard. But that's an event. I don't even bring a log to my event. Yeah. So, I, I guess the, the thing is, is like... When people are trying to do something a little bit different, are you being, is it a hindrance by Groundspeak saying, no, you can't do that? Or is it more, you know, kind of, it makes sense that it should still be just a physical I don't want to do your cash, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> With a giant board. I'm going to tell everybody they're going to have to go buy it now. Because <laughs> I did, I, had, I bought, in fact, I have the board, I'm going to sand it down and get it all painted nice, and then I was going to do it in Caledonia Park here in Moncton. I was going to have the ammo can at the base of the tree, and then find a way to get, I didn't want to nail it to the tree, but get it mounted on the tree. It was going to be a bushwhack, you wouldn't necessarily be the trail, and hide it in the woods. And But I was new to caching, and I said, this is what I wanted in my log, and he said, no, no, no. And so, yes, you could hide that and not tell in your... Heath's cat, and I've known Heath before he yeah. was caching, and uh, he's, he's, it's a great, he's got a great mind there, and he's always very, uh, very... Uh, good with stuff like that yeah. initiative, being yeah. a scout leader as well, one of the best around. Um, I, I didn't like it myself, just because yeah. not everybody could do it. Yeah, it's true. And to me, if you put a cache out, you have to make that cache available to everybody who wants to be able to find it. Who wants to be able to find it, yes. Yes. And if somebody says, I've got the cache in my hand, and because I don't own a laptop, I can't find it. That's a hindrance to that. Yes, I see, don't I, agree with that. I agree with that. But that also comes back to the whole... That if you, you, find the, you find the physical container, but can't claim the log, it's the same as challenge caches. You can go out and find the container, but I can't log it online. So why would a challenge cache be allowed, but that not be? See, that, that's, where, that's where I don't agree with challenge caches. Because well, maybe, maybe that should have been a challenge. Get your name on the log on the USB. Maybe. And then you can say you've done it. It doesn't yep. care how you do it. You can take it home and do it. 
you're talking about, you know, having the cash in your hand but you can't sign the log, it's the same thing as a challenge cash, which I, I don't agree with. I understand what challenge caches are for, but, you know, I found the physical container. I sh I've signed my name. I should be able to log it, and it's kind of the same thing with this. You know, you're saying if you have the cash container in your hand but you can't sign the log because you don't have a computer to put the stick into, it's, it's pretty close to the same thing, if you ask me. I mean, yeah. one, you're saying so. Anyway, it's just... It's, I, I guess the, the, the end result is that if you're going to do something unconventional, then you either want to... Talk to the powers that be. Talk to the powers that be, or <laughs> if, if, if you want, you know, you can take the chance and, and publish it without in, making note of those things in your listing and hope that it doesn't I, slip I think under that, the radar kind of thing. I, I think that the reviewers have a memory, and if you slip one by them once, they're going to be very cautious with you. Yeah, you're in probably the future. right. And, and really, is it worth playing a game? Um, you know, I uh, I tried walking a cache. <laughs> it was aware I go. All I wanted to do was move the icon on the map away from another icon because they were almost covering each other up. So I started walking it, and I moved it, I moved it, and they were not happy with me. Yeah. They told me to move it back. No, they said, what was your original coordinates? And I jokingly said, well, I'll just walk it back. And they said, no, what are the original coordinates? So they, uh, I gave them a set of coordinates, which were not the original coordinates, but prevented it from overlapping the other cache still, yeah. and they were happy with that. Okay. But they would not let me put the actual coordinates where, the, where I wanted it anymore, hmm. where, where I moved it to. Yeah. So um, it, it, I learned from that, uh, and <coughs> I just said, oh, look, it's letting me walk this cache. I didn't call it walking, it moved yeah. it. I moved it in three steps, 400 meters a shy. <laughs> so I, I found it, and I won't do that again. No, uh, no. No, I, I learned. I, I, you know, I made a mistake. And, but I think they had memory, so they're going to watch me, maybe. If, if they have a memory, they're going to say, watch this guy, he moves yeah. caches. Maybe. So, unconventional caches. Give it a shot if you want to. <laughs> I, I think it's great, as long as it's still in the end a cache. Yeah, yeah. In the end, it has to be a geocache. Well, no that's kind of, I think... You go about it. I think someone had said, you know, can you... With where I goes, someone had made the idea, said, mentioned, I don't know who it was, said that... You know, the, the, the finding of the cache could be a virtual cache within the where I go, so when you got to a certain location, you would find the the where I go would go off and say, you found the cache, even though there's no physical container, so you wouldn't actually hide a cache. It would be but the you where don't have to have a cache for where I go. No, you don't have to have a cache, but... The where I go could just be meaningless. <coughs> but you could, you could say that the cache... You would list it as a cache, but there's no physical container. It would be like a virtual element of the game that you... But then it's not a geocache. But it's, it's not a geocache. It's a right. Yeah, so... Um, so last, uh, last thing is uh, upcoming events. So, uh, <laughs> typical breakfasts that are going on, although I saw Digger Archive January's breakfast for St. John. Yeah? Because uh, I didn't get the notice, but I saw... Oh, it wasn't in the list of events on the new, within New Brunswick. So I don't Why know. is Digger doing them I, now instead of uh, the KV care team? I don't know. He, he's got his... Uh, the January one was listed under his name and the February one's under his yeah, name. Yeah, maybe they just talked and, and <coughs> they decided it was time for a, a change of ownership. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Candace just had enough of doing them <laughs> and, and passed, passed the torch along. Or they're not available or there's other things going on in St. John's. Yeah, so they, yeah, they moved those. Uh, the Great Toaster Eater Removal Experiment. Did you see this one? I have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about. I, I know who the toaster eater is. Who's the toaster eater? Isn't it Ken from uh, Team Newfie Trio? Okay. I think it's a Movember thing. I, th I think that's what... Because they said something about shaving in the listing. 
and talking about shit. Okay, they, his, they call him the Toaster Eater for some reason, and okay. somebody may have to explain this to us, or maybe they won't. <laughs> maybe it's their own thing. And he's going to remove his mustache. That must be what it is. Maybe, maybe um, it's, it's something about, yeah, the fact that they were going to they were gonna shave, be there for the shaving. I don't that's know what it is. So I'm pretty sure that's what that's all about. Um, I lift, put this on here, the last one I have noted, uh, which was supposed to be a GSAC event, and I think the 3rd of December was when this was supposed That's to. when it's submitted for, that's when I have the room booked for, but we're having issues with, yes. with, the, with the event itself. Yeah, uh, Tiger Tracker was trying to do a, a advanced GSAC. Well, no, it's just for GSAC 8. Yes, for the whole API thing, being yeah. able to well, interface directly. Basically just GSAC 8, yeah. and explain to people how wonderful this new GSAC is. And yeah, cool. and uh, yeah, and because and he had asked me if I wanted, because I had been tinkering with the doing the 201, the geocaching 201 uh, event, and so I had a couple of ideas, and then he, he sends me an email saying, well, they're, they're rejecting well, I told, it. I told him to. Yeah. Contact yeah, yeah, he joining. Can, yeah, he said that. Yeah. And uh, he says he's having trouble getting it listing because they're saying it's commercial advertising of GSAC, despite the fact that GSAC's an official partner of geocaching.com. And, and it's a geocaching program. Yeah. It's, which gets more people geocaching, yeah. and if they know that what the GSAC can do... More people are going to buy memberships. Oh, because yes. Because they're going to say, wow, this can do that if I'm a premium member? Because if you're not, GSAC is useless. So, I, I don't know why they're fighting it. It makes no sense. It's, it's I don't know. And I, I said to Jacques, I said, look, you know, you could list it as, like, uh, it might be geocaching cool. software tutorial or something. And just talk about that with leaving the or leave GSAC out. I don't know if it, they have a problem with it being in the name or is it because it's in the listing. Like you can put it in a log. Yeah, you can. So it's it's. I don't know where the the line gets drawn, but he sent it to approvals. He hasn't heard anything, but mind you, it was Thanksgiving. And the now US they're going to come back and they might say, well, "You don't have your two week notice." Yeah, now. exactly. Because that was, happened to Zonker. Oh, really? They took so long in reviewing a cache. He submitted it three weeks in advance. They took so long in getting to it. By the time they got to it, they said, you don't have enough time. And See, he argued. He said, I gave it to you three weeks ago. Well, we're only reviewing it now, and you have to give the public two weeks' notice of an event. It's yeah. not... So that date's probably not going to fly. Yeah, out. so the 3rd of December is not going to happen, but you can keep your eyes open for do that event. A, a GSAC 8 slash... The advanced the, Yeah, advanced geocaching stuff. I was going to do some stuff about, like... Some things on geocaching.com and notifications and pocket query, like a whole bunch of different things that people they might use or might not know, and like tips and tricks that kind of thing, and uh, maybe a little bit of stuff on uh, mapping. The and great, the great room with the smart board. Yeah, that room and, is and, awesome. And, and all the desks and chairs we can make coffee. Tiger said he wanted it for two hours. I booked it for three because I said if he throws you in, yeah, you have an extra hour. So it's. An hour and a half each or yeah. whatever. I don't think it'll take that much time to do a lot of it. No, and the, those events are good because a lot of people come to them and everybody has different ideas about how they use. Like, particularly with GSAC, a lot of people, they... they I barely use it. They, they use pieces of it and they know, like, just the other day... Well, actually, when I went to... Uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the name of the old cache that was in the, the canon at Victoria Park. So I needed to go through my list of finds, and I didn't want to scroll through and look through all my archive, because there's a lot of archive caches in there. So I'm like, well, I know that there's a function in GSAC where you can do a filter based on, a, like, a polygram, like a yep. polygon, and they have a link right on the, that particular filter to the tool online, so you can 
You go to the, click the link, brings you to the online tool, you punch in the coordinates on the map where you want, and then you hit the button and you can draw the, yeah. the, the poly right there on the map, and it spits out the coordinates on the side, you copy paste. So you can actually just click on a Google map for your, for your yeah. polygram? Yeah, just say I want to go See, here, stuff here, I don't here, know. here, and here, and it, it, creates, it creates the, poly, the polygon, and then you say generate, and then the list of coordinates come out on the side, copy, paste, and then it does the filter only in that area, and it only came up with, like I said, within three kilometers. So it brought up every cache within three kilometers of that particular That's ever existed. Yeah, in my list, anyway. Okay, and, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So that made it, it was easy for me, and I'm like, oh, it said Victoria Park cache. Well, geez, I should have known that was the name of it. Um, I know the Polygon thing, uh, STA Gunner in, in Cape Breton, yeah. used that to plan his route to Geo Woodstock. I did. I did something very, very similar. You did, did polygon. You can load. A, you can load a KML. You yeah. can load a Google yeah. a Google root code. You can reload that into your massive database and do caches along the route. Say, I want to plot this particular route and say two kilometers. The same way you do caches along the route on geocaching.com, but you're using GSAC to do it instead. Yeah, because I took the route. They have a route that goes from Holton. To Boston. Okay. Yeah. And I went down to the football game. Ah, okay. And I used it. The only problem was whoever did it used the old I-95 route, which okay. is now sections of it are, I think, the 495, when oh. you get in southern Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, I saw my caches veering off to the, towards the coast, <laughs> and I was on the new section. Okay. So they were, they were, I had nothing for a few kilometers. So. But yeah. with, with GSAC, the application is so big. There's so many things you can do. With it, that some people do little things, other people like uh, I can't even imagine the stuff that Jim Fifty Two does with GSAC because he's a big GSAC guy and mapping guy, and I'm sure so is Inseppet. Yeah, Inseppet's a big GSAC guy, so there's quite a few. Tiger Tracker is as well. Tiger Tracker. That's why he's doing the event. Yeah, and but yeah, like the the filtering is a big is a big thing with that, and now the fact that you don't have to download your pocket queries ever again. You can just authorize through the app, and boom, they and I I did my I paid my twenty dollar upgrade for it. Yeah. And <clears throat> I have it on my uh, on my computer at my desk. I haven't turned it on in the last month. No? <laughs> so is it, when I turn it on, is it going to tell me I have to upgrade? Yeah, you'll get the... Well, you had the beta. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, uh, the gold came out, so the final is out. Yeah. So it'll tell you that the, that one's out. You can upgrade it. And when you get it... When you upgrade, it'll tell you you have an old registration code. That if you want... You have... Go through the standard 21 days. And if you want to continue, you have to pay the... Okay. It was twenty dollars. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I didn't even bat an eye. Oh no, neither will I. No, I mean, there's no question about it. Clyde's software is awesome. Like, the guy is fantastic. I have no problem paying that twenty dollars. And I'll, in what four years of caching, I've had to pay. I paid thirty bucks, I think, for the first fee. So in total, I paid fifty bucks. I, how can I? How can I really argue with that? Given how powerful that piece of software yeah. is. So anyway, point being, keep an eye out for a GSAC event slash. Advanced geocaching topics. If you have any suggestions, things you'd like to see in that, uh, you can post it in the comments when this I gets do have posted. Another, I have another upcoming event that's not on there that you don't know about, of course. <laughs> All right. Um, Riverview Interlude. Oh, yes. Okay. There will be an event. I believe it's February 6th, 7th, one of those dates. Okay. Uh, my plan is, I hope, to have the uh, caches come out early in the day. They will all be winter-themed, winter-friendly, and winter areas. Okay. Um, and then have the, an event at the end of the day for people to come. Okay. And get their coin. Oh, okay. And complete it. So it's going to be pretty much similar to the, to the summer. Oh, the Sunfest. Sunfest. Uh, half a dozen or so caches with clues in them. Get your coin. 100 coins again. Okay. Um, and they've already got those coins, and they've got next summer's 
Sunfish coins already bought. Wow, so really? Yep. Yeah. So there's going to be 100 for winter, 100 next summer again. Wow. So we're going to have to come up with another theme for the next six summer caches. We'll figure that out. Cool. So this winter, there will be some snowshoeing involved getting these, if you uh -huh. want to snowshoe. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the event. As far as I know right now, the event is going to be at the fire pit 700 meters into Dobson Trail. Oh, okay. So A nice evening campfire to finish off the event. So if the geocaches come out around noon, you can get them in the afternoon or time yourself appropriately to get to the event. And there'll be a nice winter evening campfire kickoff yeah. or finale event. Finale event. Oh, and nice. the coins will be available at the event and then after that <coughs> they'll be available at the uh, Parks and Rec. Cool. So that will get a lot of people out to the event, obviously, because those coins went in 26 days, I think. It wow, that really went quickly. Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, that's impressive. So that's the plan. Cool. Hopefully we'll continue with that with the Town of Riverview and yeah, that, that seems good. I mean, the, the Fredericton stuff went well. Riverview's gone well. I think yep. uh, Tiger Track's working with the city of Yap to do yep. theirs. So I think that that's going to, I don't know a timeline on that, but I'm sure that'll be coming out probably in the winter. Yeah, it's looking really good. I've talked to him about it. So oh, yeah? It's going to be another great, great challenge, great, great event to great. get so, uh, coin. Yeah, so that'll be uh, something to keep your, your eyes and ears open for. Um, Other than that, I think... We're good. That's all I have to say. That's all I got for now. Next, so. next podcast, I'll let you know how much money I won at the poker uh, <laughs> poker game tonight. There's all right. So I guess that's it for Cash's Corner for this month. Um, I won't say definitively whether or not there will be one in December because it's Christmas time. Christmas season's always busy. I have a week off on the holidays, but you know how it is. People get busy doing things. So I, you know, if we don't get one in and, December, and you never know. The holidays might be good because other people may have time to come and do it. Uh, yes, yes. They might have some time off, and we'll be able to grab somebody. We yeah. still want to. We still like to get a, a, a newbie. Yeah, somebody who's really keen and really new. We tried heavy metals. He's very interested. He's he's really into caching, and he's. Nice to get a new outlook on things. Yes, yes, absolutely. So we're still working on them. Still work on that. Hopefully, we'll have something in December. If not, you'll uh, catch us uh, in January in the new year. All Good right. one. Good.